pomp and romance of a driver's license renewal. Alex didn't regret it for a second. He'd had no desire to stand under a chuppah with three hundred of her family's temple friends and his crazy goy relatives. But for the Emmys, he wanted the full experience. The truth was, Alex wouldn't miss this for anything. Figgy grew up on the funky, lower-rent peripheries of show business. Her mom was a once-fabulous, now-cranky Hollywood party girl who'd married four times, twice to agents and currently to a Bronx-born hustler who made a mint in the 70s selling videotape supplies. Figgy had been to the Emmys herself when she was nine, famously falling asleep in Cloris Leachman's lap. But for Alex, all this was new. He'd grown up two hours and many worlds away in a mountain hippie hamlet near the Ojai Valley. He got comic mileage out of his upbringing now. People loved hearing about his Birkenstock lesbian mom, the llama who lived on the land, and the Indian shaman who shacked up on the back porch. But the reality was a lot lonelier and more chaotic than he let on. He didn't like to talk about it. Anyway, he'd gotten out, left all that behind, worked through his issues. And now here he was— Actual Alex in a real-life town car, with its impossibly immaculate exterior and musky oil smell and walnut inlays and immaculate black carpet so soft and lush that he wanted to rub his face in it. He pressed a button, and the armrest slid back with a pleasing hiss. Beneath it he found a tin of candied almonds, a chilled bottle of Dom with a note from Figgy's agent's Jess, and the fall issue of Elite Spirit— a glossy brick of a magazine devoted to mini-jets and maxi wristwatches. The man at the wheel swiveled around and produced a card. Devon Winchester, Executive Transport. "'Well, hello there, Devon Winchester,' Alex said with a smile. "'That's quite a name. You from Windsor Castle?' "'No, sir,' he said. "'Inglewood.' Alex learned that Devon had two boys and a girl, but he and their mom weren't together." owing to some legal trouble Devon got into a few years ago. But he was dealing much better now, and making some music, and maybe he should put on his CD. Some serious jams. Gonna blow up. Maybe they could use a song on the show. Absolutely put that on, Alex said. Glad they were relating. Maybe they'd be friends. So you excited for tonight? Devon asked. I shouldn't be saying this, but I freaking love your show. Girlfriend and I binge-watched the whole season on demand in one night, up till 4 a.m., could not even stop. Shit's crack. Figgy leaned forward and craned her face over the seat. Well, thank you very much, Devin, she said. So great you've actually seen it. Oh, no way. It's the ladies' show? Devin put his face up to the mirror and smiled brightly. I didn't realize. All my papers say is I'm driving the EP of Tricks, and it's you? No way. I like that a lot. Well, thank you very much, Figgy said, as Devin laughed and banged his fist on the steering wheel. Not that I have a chance in hell of actually winning. You never know, Devin said. You watch. You could be going home with some serious metal tonight. Alex sat up in his seat. We're just happy for the party. He'd been parroting the same line all week. It seemed like the thing to say. He'd checked the blogs and read the trades. The official line put the odds of a Trix win at 30 to 1, and that was factoring in the new voting rules and a palpable anti-network, anti-establishment mood among Academy membership.
No comedy with women in lead roles had won since Sex and the City, and everyone knew that was really a show about gay men. It seemed to Alex that the whole enterprise was just another big corporate sham, deeply sexist, wildly political, and not at all friendly to Figgy's frank, abrasive, lady-centric take on the world. Tricks was a token show, singled out as proof the industry valued women, even if it excluded them from the top jobs or overall deals or benefits that were the industry's genuine rewards. But that didn't mean Alex couldn't hope. He knew how deeply uncool it was to give even half a shit about the Emmys. But the truth was, he stupidly, desperately hoped for a win. It would mean so much. For Figgy and the show, obviously. But also for him. He couldn't help feeling like winning would validate their whole mismatched but mysteriously right...